Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs, and today we're joined by Dan Cassidy, our Chief Administrative Officer. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thanks, Eric. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Well, we've done this now. uh, This is our third time doing a preview of our annual meeting on the podcast, and uh, the last two were really well received, so I appreciate you taking the time to talk about uh, the 2019 edition here that is coming up in a few days down at the new Margaritaville Lake Resort, formerly Tantara. Uh, a lot of changes are happening down there, right? Really, there are. I think people will be impressed with the improvements that uh, the crew has made down there. We'll see a lot of the same familiar faces. Our friends from uh, Tantara will be there. Uh, there'll be a new look to the resort, and, and I think a lot of uh, create a lot of new excitement about our annual meeting. Yeah, they've definitely put a lot of money into uh, remodeling, refurbishing. Um, they built a new uh, bar and restaurant down on the water that's really nice. We had lunch there as a staff a, a couple months back, and it was a great uh, location. So they obviously are taking it seriously and making the, making the improvements that needed to be made there. You bet. Like I say, I'm looking forward to, to being down there. It's obviously a little, bit, a little bit different than when we were there this summer. And uh, people at their swim-up bars and restaurants and uh, a lot of activity. Uh, when we go down there in December, uh, we're the largest group there by far mm-hmm. and pretty much take over the resort. So it's great seeing all the Farm Bureau people there. Right. And everything is still going to be in most of the same rooms that some of them have changed names. So uh, keep an eye on the schedule to make sure you're going to the right places. But we're going to dive into our schedule um, for our annual meeting, which begins uh, really Saturday night is when uh, the... The festivities begin that um, that all of our uh, attendees can can go to, and for the third year in a row now, we're going to be uh, showing a, a film to all the attendees. And uh, this one is one that I think is going to be uh, of interest to a lot of people, whether you're uh, directly involved in farming or not. You bet. The the film's called Losing Ground, and you know you think about our our communities, and and we obviously see development. Uh, sprouting up around our, our rural communities, and we don't really think too much about it uh, when we just think about that one particular area. But what this documentary does is takes a look at urban sprawl uh, from a nationwide perspective and, and puts the numbers together. And it is quite alarming when you think about the, the number of acres of farmland that we're losing each year to development and the implications uh, as a result of that. So we think this is a, a great documentary. It's, it's kind of sobering. But at the same time, we think it's something that our, our folks will find very interesting. Yeah, and it is about a one-hour um, documentary. It's not a two-hour feature-length film. It's it's a pretty good length, but uh, enough that you can can catch it and, and not spend all night doing it. Uh, do you? I guess we don't know the exact time it's going to start because it's basically as soon as we can get it going after the dinner that night um, from our county president's meeting. Uh, do you have an estimate of when that usually is uh, is on the schedule? Yeah, I'm going to say probably around 9 o'clock or so. Um, uh, earlier that day, we're, we have meetings with our county presidents, uh, some training sessions, some informational meetings and so on, and then a banquet with our county presidents. So uh, we'll start the movie following adjournment of that, that county president's banquet. And, and right now we're thinking that'll be around 9 o'clock, and, and we'll have refreshments available. So it should be a fun evening. hope people uh, that, are, that are at Margaritaville Lake Resort on Saturday, we'll we'll take the opportunity to come and see that movie. Yeah, and again, it's open to any of the attendees of the um, conference, whether or not you're at the county president's meeting. So if you're you come in a, di- a night early and uh, going to be going to the uh, church service or the flapjack fest on Sunday morning, you can stop in with uh, the the kids too. 
for this movie on Saturday night, and it is family friendly. It's I, I watched it myself, and there's nothing objectionable in it that I, that I remember at all. <laughs> I hope I don't come that doesn't come back to bite me or something. But no, I, no, I've no, seen no. it it's, as well. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a great, great film. All right, so moving on then to Sunday. Uh, that's the first uh, full day of our annual meeting, and uh, it does kick off with that flapjack fest. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. You know, this is something that uh, actually came from Iowa. The idea came from Mary Kay Thatcher, who has been involved with Iowa Farm Bureau since uh, early her early days. And uh, she brought this idea to us, and, and it's something that's been a great fundraiser for our foundation. I want to say this is like the 19th year or so that we've been doing the Flapjack Fest. Um, it's $8. Uh, folks come. It's all you can eat, uh, all the breakfast food that you can eat. It's uh, actually served by our board of directors. Um, and so it's a great time. The, the flapjacks are, are produced uh, by our regional coordinators. And, uh, and so they actually have some great pancake art. It's just a, a really fun way to get the meeting started. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly something that I look forward to. Yeah, it is a fun one. And the food is very good, too. I, uh, I love that meal every year. It's my favorite one down at the lake. No one goes hungry. No, that's for sure. Um, then uh, during the Flapjack Fest, actually, as it's about to wrap up, we have a church service that happens upstairs at the uh, the main room, which has gone from being called Salon A, B, and C to Paradise A, B, and C. So we're moving to Paradise. Um, but up there, we will have a service by uh, put on by the wife and our committee and um, a musical guest as well that does the, the church music service. Do you know uh, anything about them? You bet. This is a group from uh, Texas County, and, and it's the Lurson family, uh, great Farm Bureau family. You know, every year we kind of put out the word looking for uh, talented Farm Bureau members uh, and, and others from around the state, folks they may know in their communities, uh, to come in and play at this worship service. It's a very popular event at our annual meeting. And the event itself is coordinated by our Young Farmer and Rancher Committee, and they do a wonderful job every year uh, with the message and the readings and so on. Uh, and again, this is something we're excited because it's an opportunity for us to feature folks from within the Farm Bureau family. So we're excited about this year. Great. Yeah, and I believe their band is called Hilltop Cities, and they are uh, they perform in Willow Springs, like you say, down in Texas County, South Central Missouri. Um, and it is a four-member group, and all four of them are members of Missouri Farm Bureau. So look forward to hearing uh, their, their worship songs. Um, so after the uh, worship service happens, then uh, what else can we look forward to on Sunday? You know, we really start a, a series of different, uh, we start uh, interviews for the ambassador contest. We start some some other contests. We uh, have several different luncheons. Something new that we're doing this year is actually uh, goes back to you, Eric, and an idea you had, uh, media training. You know, uh, we, we think about our membership, uh, and many uh, members are asked each year, uh, to visit with the media on different issues. They have opportunities to, to speak, um, to show people their farms. Uh, but in many cases, folks aren't really comfortable doing that. And so this is an opportunity for us and, and for you and your staff uh, really to, to take some time. This was, uh, I think it was limited to 20 people or so on a first-come, first-served basis to spend a couple hours and really kind of dive into uh, dealing with the media and, and providing tips uh, for our members to do that so that they become more familiar we're more comfortable uh, visiting with the press on different issues throughout the year. So it not only does it benefit them, but it benefits us as we ask them. Uh, when we get calls, it seems like we get calls throughout the year from uh, members of the media that are wanting to talk about specific issues, uh, but they don't necessarily want uh, the perspective of the home office. Right. Uh, in some cases they do, obviously, but in some cases they want to talk to somebody within their viewing area. Mm-hmm. And so we'll turn around and try to find somebody in that county, that uh, community that they're from, 
And so this actually helps us, and this is kind of part of an ongoing effort on our part to provide media training for our members. Right, and there are still some slots available for that, just a few of them left. Uh, If you're interested in attending that session and um, learning what there is to know about uh, how to be more comfortable with the media, uh, just go to our website, mofb.org, and uh, go to the events page, and you can sign up uh, for that right there. We appreciate anybody that wants to come uh, pre-registering so that we know who's coming and we can get you some materials beforehand. But uh, there, like I say, still a few spots open for that and look forward to having people at that. Um, that is at 1 o'clock. That'll run from about 1 to 3. Um, but there's some other things that are going on uh, in the afternoon as well. What else do we have there? Sure. You know, obviously one of the, the main points uh, of our annual meeting each year is discussion of policies. And it's our annual, this is the culmination of our annual policy development process. And so what uh, uh, we'll have at 1.30 that afternoon is, a, it's called our resolutions open hearing. And that's when uh, folks are able to come and talk on any issues that they would like our state resolutions committee to hear. And so it might be uh, comments relative to one of the tentative resolutions that were put out uh, earlier this year uh, to our membership. It might be on an issue that wasn't covered in a tentative resolution. So it's really a uh, folks opportunity to speak directly to members of the state resolutions committee. When they finish that session, they actually go back into a closed session and they, they have an opportunity to discuss uh, and debate uh, issues that came up in open hearing. Uh, and so it is an important part of the process where folks have that last opportunity before they get to the delegate floor to share information directly with uh, members of our state resolutions committee. Uh, we have something called the discussion meet, and, and it's a great contest where, uh, in this in this case, it's our collegiate discussion meet. So it's uh, it's college students uh, that come in, uh, they're given topics, and it's run like a committee meeting. And so it's an opportunity for them to shine individually in a committee meeting setting, talking about important uh, policy issues. And it's a it's a judged contest, uh, with winners going on to the national level, uh, to American Farm Bureau and the and the Young Farmer Rancher. Uh, contest and where they have the collegiate discussion meet finals. So this is something that we think is really a great contest. It provides some great training for these college students. And, and again, the preliminary rounds and the final rounds will take place on, on Sunday. Uh, we have something this year, our, our kind of our policy seminar. Uh, we try to come up with some interesting uh, topics and speakers each year. Uh, this year from 3 to 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, uh, it's entitled From Label to Table, Will fake meat, hemp, and CRISPR change the way you farm? And so we tried to look at some real, some some current issues, uh, but those won't be the only issues discussed in this uh, seminar. And we've got four really, really outstanding speakers that are going to come and, and visit. Uh, Dr. John Newton, who's the chief economist for American uh, Farm Bureau, uh, Joanne Rigali uh, from the U.S. Farmers and Ranchers uh, Alliance. Uh, we have um, Jason Lusk who's our keynote speaker on Monday uh, during the general session, who's a Department of uh, Agricultural Economics chair at Purdue University. And then we have Mace Thornton, who many of you uh, may be aware or may uh, recognize that name. Mace was with American Farm Bureau and headed up our public affairs uh, department there and is now uh, employed by the United Soybean Board. And so he's actually a Missourian now, and we're proud to say that he's a Farm Bureau member, Missouri Farm Bureau member. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to come in and share his thoughts. So this will be a, an outstanding session for folks to come and hear from some, some truly great speakers, uh, folks that are leaders in this, leaders in this field, talking about uh, some things that are going to directly impact farming in coming years. So we're, we're really excited about that. 
Uh, we have a banquet that evening that begins at 5 o'clock, and then our, our annual ambassador contest, one of the highlights of our annual meeting. Uh, I think this year we have uh, 17, 18 contestants fined for our two ambassador spots, and so that should be a lot of fun. And, and, and yeah, I want to go back to that uh, Label the Table panel for a second there. I yep. think that's something that has been a real hit the last two years that we've done it, um, and we've we've had different topics each time. But I think that this is one that fits well with the overall theme of the meeting, um, which is uh, going to be about momentum and how we're moving forward as, a, as an organization and as an industry. Um, there's so much happening in Missouri, especially, that's moving forward um, and changing the way that people farm and the way that people will ranch and, and raise livestock. And these four experts, I really think, are going to draw a good crowd for that again. Um, and that's, again, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. I think that that one um, is something that will be a real highlight of the overall meeting um, for for the people that, that are able to make it to that in the afternoon. You bet. You know, we, we kind of uh, brainstorm, it seems like, each year thinking about, okay, so what do we want to – uh, what do we want to focus on in this policy seminar? I think we've got a really good one this year, not only in terms of the topic, uh, but also a great setup, uh, our lineup of speakers, mm-hmm. for sure. And so once that ambassador contest wraps up, this is another one kind of like the movie where we just kind of wait until that uh, program ends before we um, start up the next thing. But this will be our second year um, doing a fundraiser for the foundation that's a little different than what we've done in the past. Um, what are uh, what are we going to be doing on Sunday night? You know, this is our second annual uh, Trivia Night Spectacular. And so it's an opportunity, you know, to get together. We have teams of 10, uh, and it's a trivia contest. And it's uh, things that are very conventional. But then again, uh, you know, the, uh, the the questions last year were put together by our host today, Mr. Bowl, as well as his wife, Sarah. They did a great job putting together a, a list of questions, some of which you think were uh, tied closely to agriculture and some of which had nothing to do with agriculture. Mm-hmm. So it was a great great cross-section of questions. And, and I just finished the list of them today. So <laughs> I uh, hopefully I, I got a lot of feedback from last year and tried to take it into account. So some a lot of people loved it. A lot of people said it was too hard. A lot, some people said it was too easy. You can never please everybody, but um, I think that people are going to enjoy this year's round. It's it's a pretty good uh, cross-section of things. Yeah, we have some agriculture in there, have some pop culture, have some politics, a little bit of everything in there. You know, I just finished putting my team together today, and, and I can tell you after last year, people have uh, put a little bit more thought into how they design their teams <laughs> with uh, expertise in specific areas. You need and diversity. So, yes, and yeah. diversity, big big time. So anyway, it should be a lot of fun. We had, I think, uh, 28 teams last year. Yeah, I think 29. Yeah. 29 teams, and right it, was a, it was a huge hit. So obviously this will be uh, something that a lot of folks are looking forward to, and we're hoping for, for big-time participation. And, and one change to that this year, uh, last year, it was the first time around, and there were probably – a hundred people sitting in the back of the room just watching, and I, I'm fine with that. They wanted to see how it went and what it was like. I think a lot of those people are going to want to participate this year. They were just wanting to stick their toe in the water last year. If anyone still wants to sign up for a team, you still can. You still can all the way up until the event. Um, but when you get down to annual meeting, if you want to sign up there, you can do it at the foundation table down on the fifth level, the hospitality area. Um, and also, if you don't have a team but you really just want to play, we're putting teams together. So you can sign up individually, and we'll make you a team. Um, we'll, you'll get to meet some people you might not have known before and, uh, and be able to participate just like everyone else. So definitely get involved if you are at all interested. It's a whole lot of fun. 
seems like Eric, there's been some talk about a spirit stick this year. That's true for the team with the most spirit as we uh, we go through the evening. And as I recall last year, there was an awful lot of spirit and yes. uh, trash talking going on throughout the <laughs> evening. Yes, decorations are encouraged. Um, you know, costumes are encouraged. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, people that have fun with this. Yes. Um, so once we wrap that up on Sunday night, we really are getting ready for our big event of the year uh, of the annual meeting, which is on Monday morning. Um, so tell us about what we have on Monday morning's agenda. We, we, we typically on Monday morning start with our promotion and education breakfast. And, and this is kind of a special year. This It starts off at 7 o'clock. Uh, in that, the, the featured speaker is going to be our own Diane Olson. And, and Diane is retiring uh, at the end of the year after an almost 35-year career here at Missouri Farm Bureau. And so uh, the statewide promotion education ask, committee asked her to be the speaker, and, and, and wisely so. She'll do a wonderful job reflecting on her time uh, here at Farm Bureau, uh, the accomplishments. Uh, you know, she's been a, a great person to bring people together uh, from within not only the organization but the educational community. And so uh, this is an opportunity for Diane to kind of reflect back on her career. So uh, we're really looking forward to, to her remarks on, on Monday morning. Uh, we'll go from that right into our, our Monday morning general session. And so um, this is uh, something I, I really I look forward to every year. Uh, we start with our opening ceremony where, of course, we'll have a, a color guard. Uh, we'll have national anthem, an invocation, uh, pledge of allegiance, uh, introductions. Uh, our own president, Blake Hurst, uh, will have his annual address, something that we look forward to every year. You know, Blake's such a great writer and, and puts an awful lot of time and thought into his remarks. And so it's a uh, Always going to. It's always a highlight of the annual meeting, and then we have. Uh, we're honored to have very special guests this year, in that we have Governor Parson will be with us, uh, U.S. Senator Roy Blunt, um, U.S. Senator Josh Hawley was not able to make it, but he's sent in sent in a video, and then we'll have our Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe, and so we're honored to have all of them uh, with us on on Monday morning, uh, and then we have uh, a couple of other presentations. One from Dr. Jason Lusk who I mentioned earlier is going to be talking about, you know, he really is an expert on consumer food and, and uh, food choices and, and food policies. And so you think about so much is going on in that area in the country right now uh, that'll be really, I think he'll be an excellent speaker for us. And then Travis Cushman, who is a senior counsel at American Farm Bureau, is going to come in and spend a few minutes talking to us about, uh, you know, we go, we look to the Western United States and California seems to have, uh, you know, they lead the way in going off the uh, the map on certain issues, and certainly they've done that again on, on some things with regard to what we believe violates interstate commerce clauses. Uh, they've made some changes in production agriculture that will have direct impacts on Missouri farmers. So he's going to talk about that. So we're excited to host him and, and have him in from Washington, D.C. Uh, so there's just, we'll have, we have four counties that are going to be celebrating their centennials uh, this year. We're going to recognize them. So just, uh, you know, we're going to provide uh, our Outstanding Service to Agriculture Awards. We have five recipients this year, and, and that's the highest award that Amer that Missouri Farm Bureau uh, gives. Mm -hmm. And we have five very deserving uh, recipients this year. And so we'll close out that, that uh, Monday morning session by honoring those individuals for really what has been a, a lifelong dedication to, to agriculture and, and Missouri Farm Bureau. Great. Yeah, that's going to be a good lineup. And then uh, Monday afternoon, there's quite a bit going on as well. Um, the business meeting and resolutions process is, as you already mentioned, the bread and butter of what we do here. That's kind of the, the main reason for why we get together 
at our annual meeting. Um, what's going to be happening there this af- uh, on, on Monday afternoon? Sure. So, you know, I mentioned it's the culmination of our annual policy development process. So we have typically, you know, 500, 550 voting delegates. And, and so it's interesting for those that, that criticize Farm Bureau and, and say we're not representing family farmers, uh, it'd be great for them to come and see this firsthand. And, and that's exactly what this is. It's, it's farmers from throughout the state that get together. Uh, they're selected by their county Farm Bureau. They come in. Uh, they serve as voting delegates. They take that very, very seriously. And basically, over the, the course of two days, they look at every policy that we have within the organization, and and they approve uh, or, in some cases, disapprove policies. Uh, there's votes taken, and in the end, uh, they vote on, on our policies uh, for the coming year. So it's really important that this provides our path for 2020 when we think about legislative and regulatory issues. Uh, this, is, this is the guidance that we look for from our members, from our voting delegates for the coming year. So very important part of what we do as an organization. Definitely so. Um, that is going to be wrapping up kind of mid-afternoon, late afternoon. And then we have some special events. We have a retirement reception for Diane Olson um, that's going to be starting at 6 o'clock. And, um, again, a great opportunity to, to thank Diane for her many years of service. A lot of people around the state know Diane because she spends a lot of time on the ground in different uh, parts of the state, so it'll be great to give them an opportunity to say thank you and um, and say hello to Diane. Uh, but then we're switching things up a little bit um, on Monday night from what we've done in the past few years. Uh, what 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 are we going to be seeing at the uh, dinner on Monday night? So it it is a change, and and uh, you know we went to our state board of directors and, and talked to them about this, and and so uh, we have eight districts, board districts, and so. Uh, what we plan to do is each year feature two of those board districts and, and, and work with our, our board members to feature some kind of food uh, from a, whether it be a restaurant, a caterer within their board district, something that they would like to feature at the annual meeting. Mm-hmm. And so this year we're actually uh, from here in central Missouri. Uh, we're going to be featuring Lutz's Barbecue and, and Chips. Which is a and, great place to feature. You bet. It's good stuff. And uh, if you've not had a chance to eat at Lutz's, uh, you've missed out, but you'll have an opportunity to eat a whole bunch of their barbecue and chips at our annual meeting. And, and just to say how good those are, that's special because Spencer Tuma, who's been on our podcast many, many times, um, at her wedding reception, that's what they served. And uh, they had boxes and boxes of Lutz's chips. So it's really special stuff. <laughs> it is really good. And, and, uh, and then we're going to also feature uh, fried chicken from uh, a place called Kickin' Chicken mm-hmm. over on the western side of the state in, in Bates County. I've heard great uh, things about it, too. Yes. Came highly recommended, and so we're excited. They're actually going to come down and fry that chicken right at uh, Margaritaville Lake Resort, so it'll be fresh. Uh, so we'll have uh, barbecue, chips, uh, we'll have fried chicken and all the fixings, uh, and of course desserts. Uh, we're also going to do something uh, unique this year, a little different in that we're working with the Missouri Grape and Wine uh, Board and our friend Jim Anderson and, and uh, uh, Peter Hofer, and we're going to be actually serving uh, Missouri wines and, and beer uh, during dinner on Monday night. And so it's a very casual atmosphere, great food. We're going to have an opportunity to really feature Missouri wine and beer uh, at the annual meeting. And so that's going to be a little bit different, but I think it's something our folks will really enjoy. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. And that's another new opportunity this year to also promote the foundation, support the foundation. Um, You can buy a beer or wine glass that has the Farm Bureau logo on it down at the foundation table on the fifth level. 
and that'll come with a drink ticket that you can use, or a couple of them maybe, that you can use to uh, to taste test some of these uh, wines and beers from Missouri. And you mentioned Peter Hofer. He's the owner of St. James's yes. Winery, and St. James Winery, and the Public House Brewery, which is attached to that, basically. Um, and he's also the chairman of the Grape and Wine Board, I believe. And Jim Anderson, who's the uh, employee that, that runs the Grape and Wine Board, does an awesome job. So we'll definitely have some uh, great variety from different wineries as well, but really appreciate the the opportunity that they've taken to help serve these uh, taste tests to all of our members, and I think people are really going to enjoy that. You bet. And after that happens, then uh, we'll we'll get into some awards, as we always do that night, and we do have some special entertainment. Uh, what can you tell us about them? Sure. It's a, it's a group called Porter Union. If you've never heard Porter Union, I would encourage you to, to Google them. Mm-hmm. They're really uh, good. Yeah. And uh, they have Missouri ties, but they are fantastic. And, and just Google them, listen to their music, and I think you'll be uh, really looking forward to seeing them in person uh, at Margaritaville Lake Resort on, on Monday evening. So, again, I, I think as we look at the annual meeting, that will turn out to be one of the highlights. I agree with that. That will be a, a good evening uh, wrap-up there on, on Monday. Uh, then Tuesday morning, we have uh, one more breakfast on the agenda. Tell us what, what's going to happen with that one. Sure. It's our annual um, Young Farmer and Rancher Breakfast, and this is an opportunity to, to kind of showcase some of the winners of our various contests, introduce the, the committee members, uh, talk about plans for the coming year. So, again, this is a uh, something a lot of people look forward to. I will tell you by Tuesday, 7.15 looks pretty early in the morning after <laughs> That's right. a few late nights at uh, at what used to be Tantara. So, but anyway, big attendance at this breakfast. And, and again, uh, by this time, I think people are, are about ready to get things wrapped up and mm-hmm. start thinking about heading home. Yeah. So they have one more thing to do before they can head home, though. Um, there's um, the, the actual voting for both our board of directors members and our uh, resolutions is, is uh, on the morning of Tuesday, correct? Yes. So we, uh, we have the caucuses that start at, at 830 we actually have uh, four district uh, spots that will be our district board members. Uh, those regions, districts five, six, seven, and eight, which are is basically the uh, southern part of the state, and then the north district at large uh, position. Uh, so there will be caucuses held for those, and then we'll go back and finish up resolutions, and and then uh, complete the voting process, the election process, which will include the election of our vice president for a two-year term. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ought to be wrapped up mid to late morning, hopefully, if all goes according to plan um, and allow people to head home Tuesday afternoon. So it's a lot on the agenda, but I think that uh, we're, we have some really exciting things. We're changing it up a little bit on um, some of the things we're offering and changing up some of the things behind the scenes too. Some of the signage is going to be new The to go along with the new decoration um, of the resort that's been remodeled. And we're going to have a new booklet that's going to walk you through what all is happening and what's available and also includes our annual reports in it. And and that's something that we've worked on a lot here in our department that I think people are going to enjoy having that piece to take home and um, know more about what happens at Farm Bureau throughout the year. Um, but there's a lot of things happening that I think are, people are going to really enjoy. Eric, I might just make two, two more points that uh, right now it looks like the weather is in our favor. It looks like <laughs> that's good. Uh, it hasn't always been. No, it has not. <laughs> We've had some look, incidents in the past. It looks it, at this point. It looks like we're going to have uh, great weather for our annual meeting, and so we're we're thankful for that. And then the last thing I'll mention is that uh, something else that we have every year is the a silent auction for our foundation, and yeah. we typically have 230 or so items in our our silent auction. Uh, I know I do some Christmas shopping there every year. 
uh, great diversity, uh, some really uh, well-crafted items uh, that our members make. And uh, so it's an impressive array of, of items for the net silent auction. So something else for people to come be prepared to spend money. Cause like I say, you can sure do some great Christmas shopping while you're there. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity. So, uh, appreciate you taking the time to walk us through what all's happening this weekend and look forward to seeing all of you down at the Margarita, Margaritaville Lake Resort. Still getting used to saying that it's going to be a good time. We appreciate uh, your time listening and look forward to seeing you there.